Welcome to Clinically Impressed, the show where we dive deep into the world of social work, mental health, and everything in between. We are your hosts, Rebecca and Ashley, and we will explore various social work topics with the use of insight, guests, and lots of curse words. I'm thrilled to have you join the chaos coordinators today. I'm Ashley, MSW grad, clinical therapist, and formally did time in the CPF trenches. And I'm Rebecca, LCSW, clinical therapist, doctoral student, and also served some time for CPS. Before we jump into today's topic, make sure you're subscribed to our podcast so you never miss out on the newest episodes. And if you enjoy what you hear, leave us a good review. If you don't, then don't. Be f- real. And let's get started on today's topic. Welcome back, Clinnies, to Season 1, Episode 3 of Clinically Impressed. I'm one of the hosts, Ashley, and this is the other host, Rebecca. And today we're going to talk about, well, anything new <laughs> new and noteworthy um, in today's cultural society. Yes. Viral and trends. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, What's one that came up for you this week? Uh, well, Britney Spears. Oh, every week, really, but <laughs> what it, I just kept seeing it everywhere. Something about a knife, and I get into it. I think you saw it, right? Yeah, the cops showed up to her house. Like oh. some some concerned citizen on on um, Instagram saw her slashing her knives around everywhere, and then I guess she told the cops that it was a prop. They they weren't even real knives. But come on. I oh, Brittany. I have a I have Brittany t shirts. I that was her first. I had her first CD. Like I was just such a fan. So for mm-hmm. me, it's really difficult to watch all of those videos, and I can't. I had to unfollow her on Instagram and TikTok because it was like too much for me. It just gave me such cringe every time. And I watched the what was that documentary? Free Brittany. The mm-hmm. documentary. I watched. Yeah. It. And when you watch it, I mean, I had a. I was I, in. Oh, yeah. Free. Brittany, I was about to go to hit the streets, man. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, all I have to say is when I do watch the videos, and yeah, she does seem a bit eccentric. In no way, from what I can see, because obviously I don't know what the reality is. All these, you know, all she shows are like these two to three minute videos. None of it to me screams conservatorship. I mean... I've definitely seen people walking down the streets in America, not 5150 and not having anyone be their conservator that aren't causing harm to themselves or others. So the idea that she can get that people still talk about it or that she had a conservator for so long is wild to me. If she was poor, she wouldn't have been. Let's just be honest. This whole situation with her just screams like schizo to me, like just in the schizo family, just so many different things going on with her. I've gone down the rabbit hole of what's going on with Britney Spears so many times yeah. to the point where there was one video where like they showed her face and then like <laughs> exactly it was like, okay. <laughs> it's, all, it's all contorted and I'm like that right there is not a real person okay I was fully in and I don't want to like you know I'm not trying to sway anyone's feelings but after I saw that video right away nope not her somebody else it's and then they showed, I think he filed for divorce. Her husband, I don't even know who he is. They showed one video where, like, 
his arm moves and it like moves through her <clears throat> arm or something. Oh, oh, green screen. They didn't even get married. They didn't even have AI. a wedding. She's yeah. not really Brittany. Brittany's been dead for like years and years and years. <gasps> God. Not, okay, we're going to take that out of the universe. No. I just, this whole situation is so strange. It is. Now yeah. all of a sudden, Jamie Lynn is getting all this publicity for off of her sister's fame, right? No, and then now she's on Dancing yeah. with the Stars oh, and remaking her, her, um, childhood show that everybody was in love with before she got preggers i did not watch her show so i like missed the bus on those shows on disney and nickelodeon mm. i didn't get i wasn't part of it but uh really we just didn't have cable when i was in high school so i didn't <laughs> well that's watch. the truth <laughs> it's the reality i mean but. it was a good show it was a good show was cute it? but then it like abruptly stopped and i'm assuming because she got pregnant but anyways yeah this is going to be a whole different topic that we could talk about, about conservatorship and like, I mean, the fact that Amanda Bynes needed a conservator, like how many Hollywood stars need to have conservatorship and what is going on with the industry? Well, let's get the main topic of today because I'm just going to transition into it and let's talk about why so many women get conservators when Kanye West is out there living his life. Oh yeah, you saw that picture of him on the the gondola with his oh, his wife. Well, I was gonna go back when he was all crazy talking about like Nazis and stuff. So nobody. Oh yeah. I mean, that was a discussion and everything. People would say things and act like, oh man, he's not okay. But people just are immediately go to when it's Amanda Bynes or Britney Spears. Immediately, they need to have a conservator. So let's get into the patriarchy with our. Main mm-hmm. topic for today. My favorite, <clears throat> Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Yeah, we have to talk about it because <laughs> being a romance novel lover, this mm-hmm. is like the typical like, oh my gosh, pop star falls in love with NFL player, and like everyone in the planet right now is going crazy over. I'm, I'm in it. I love it. The whole four you pages about it. Yeah, <laughs> the NFL yeah. is cracking me up. Because after, obviously on their um, New Heights podcast, after Travis said that thing about the best friends, or the, the friendship bracelet, I thought that was really, it's like, what mm-hmm. an adorable way to shoot your shot. I fully did it. Fully worked. But before it even went anywhere, the whole world was on board. I was like, yeah. oh, how do we get them to meet each other? <laughs> Let's get them to the concerts. Let's yeah. get them to the, the football games. It's a cute scenario, but a lot of haters are starting to pop up. And I'm like, hmm. I know. I think it's weird. Um, I <laughs> Speaking of haters, I'll go into, I've seen a bunch of, obviously, my For You pages directed at what I like and what I have. So most of mine is about women and ma- not making fun of it at all, but trying to kind of like escalate men and see how bad they can get them. So one mm-hmm. trend that I saw that women were doing was saying to football fans that were men, like, isn't it so cool that Taylor Swift, like, put Travis Kelsey on the map and is making oh. him famous? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. To be fair, because I've seen so many men, like, immediately triggered online. I did see it in real life, too. But to be fair, if you are a football fan, you probably know who Travis Kelsey is. But if you are not, then you don't. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. he's, like, not famous. But he's clearly not as famous as Taylor Swift. And that's just factual. I looked well, the, into it. 
Yeah, the reverse. I mean, they're they're dealing with the the reverse scenario in that TikTok situation is when the guy is asking the girl, saying, "Hey, um, uh, Travis is really going to make Taylor famous," it. and I'm like, "Oh, okay, I see." But that is weak. It's like well, boy it's, math and girl math. Oh, let's hold that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Boy math is she has 274 million Instagram followers, and he has four, and he's more famous than her. I'm sorry, I looked into it. Just because <laughs> I was seeing all these men like super triggered by this. Um, and it, and that doesn't mean like he's not cool. I, I think I have like 34 followers on Instagram. So good for him. Four million is a lot. But, um, but this definitely increased. Million. Oh, yeah. Oh, I looked into that too. Give his, me the stats. His jersey sales the night she was at that Kansas City Chiefs game. His jersey sales went up four hundred percent. He became oh my number. Gosh. His jersey became number two bestseller on the NFL fan shop, and he gained three hundred thousand followers on Instagram that night. So let me ask you this: Yeah, <clears throat> do you think this was a strategic publicity stunt? If it was, it was genius. And honestly, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm low-key believe sometimes that the NFL is scripted anyways. I will fall into that trap a little bit. Um, and I think that, for me, that stems from a bunch of videos, obviously. But I think the I think they changed a couple years ago when they put in their, um, I don't want to say contract, but it's somewhere in documents that the NFL is an entertainment industry. Mm. And the NFL specifically. So from that, I was like, oh, my gosh. Uh, it's not like a sports industry. So then I was curious after that, like, is it scripted? I don't know. I mean, last well, night. I mean, I was, would believe it. Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot. Last night, Mahomes went out of bounds rather than scoring the touchdown. So he didn't cover the spread. I mean, like, there's a lot. There's a lot that goes on in the NFL. It's all about my pay grade, but. Well, how about this? I've been seeing TikToks yeah. as of yesterday <clears throat> of Disney Plus having a whole feature where you can watch the whole football game in like a Toy Story theme while Adorable. it's live action going. Adorable. So tell me how that's not scripted and how does Disney already know that this is what's happening in the game and making it a whole animation at the same time? I Was it live? I did not know that. <clears throat> Apparently, according to TikTok viewers, it was live yesterday and they were like watching them side by side. That's adorable. I, okay. I don't know how they do that. I assume it has something to do with AI. No clue. Um, I don't even really understand how AI works, to be completely honest. Mm -hmm. um, but what a fantastic idea. Sorry. To have it in Andy's room. Exactly. So and all these kids. kids watching it. Yeah. Yeah. All these kids are watching it. And, like, dads actually get to have, like, their football time. I saw so many parents watching it with their kids. And... I, there's videos of me as a small child sitting on my dad's lap watching football, and it would have been everything if it was Toy Story. That would have just that would have changed that been the, the game. Yeah. That would have changed the game for me. I would have watched it every weekend. <laughs> Very cool. Um, but so, oh, oh, I gotta get into it. Sorry, I gotta get back to um, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift. Yes, Sir, yes. Circle back. The thing that I tried in real life, where I said it to a man about uh, oh isn't it so cool that Taylor Swift like made that made that guy famous that that dude that uh you know 
that guy who plays for that team. Like, and I was all like uh-huh. that about it because I knew exactly who he was. And man, I was not prepared for the reaction. And then I had to hear this man. I'm not going to talk about the way that he is, but then I had to talk. I had to hear how Taylor Swift's not even hot. Oh, like, <laughs> I mean, I didn't mention looks at all, but mm-hmm. of course, that's what that's a man's response to me is. We got to minimize her in any possible oh, yeah. way. So it was rough. I'm not trying to hate on. All, it's clearly not all men, but it is every man on my for you page apparently. <laughs> They have to they have to go for whatever is going to hurt the other person, right? So it's like, yeah. oh, she's just ugly. Like, <laughs> okay, but he is on one team for the NFL. Like, yeah, I think it's a way to minimize the differences that they have. Um, because yeah, she's like a international superstar. And yeah. he, I mean, yeah, the football's football. Football's <laughs> football great. American football's great, but it's American and mm-hmm. it's here. And he's one player on one team. He's clearly exceptionally talented. And obviously they won the Super Bowl last year. Like, they're great. I, It's hard for me to say that because I'm a Raiders fan. But they're, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, I saw this post that yeah. said that one year mm. of Travis Kelsey being in the NFL is how much Taylor Swift gets paid for one concert. I, and I was like, think Ooh. it's probably more. I would think she made more money. Yeah. Money. Yeah. I looked up the net worth. You ready for it? Yeah, let's hear it. As of, and I think this is based off of last year. This has nothing to do with her heiress tour, which reportedly is going to make her a billionaire. But um, her net worth is $740 million. Oof. His is $30 million. Which is yeah, I mean, there's a significant and, difference. Yeah, that's great money. That's all the money. $30 million. Yeah. But, it's not comparative. Yeah, in comparison. So, and all of us Taylor Swift fans are hoping that this is genuine, true love and not based on, you know, money. I mean, yeah, I know that a lot of people are like, he's the cool one. Why would he search out? She's a international superstar. <laughs> yeah. She's about to be in every movie theater near you. I, oh, yeah. Oh, amazing. I, what I also love, though, about this entire thing is there's, I feel like there's two different types of men in the world that I happen to interact with in this situation. One, hate it, ridiculous, why does they keep showing her on TV? Other half of the men that I know also kind of love it, even though they might not be fans. They think it's like, you know, same like us, like just kind of think it's great. I will say that my group chat that I have with my dad and my oldest brother, Taylor Swift. <laughs> They're Swifties. Me, if you would have told me that my group chat with my brother and dad would have been about Taylor Swift, I would have just thought that was hilarious. I. It's funny because before this happened, a few weeks ago, month ago maybe, um, randomly one of my cousins couldn't like help her parents and be, couldn't help her parents for the weekend because she had to go to the Taylor Swift concert when they were in L.A. Uh-huh. And my dad was kind of talking shit, and he was like, supposedly she's going to some concert, and a once-in-a-lifetime concert. And I was like, what concert? And he tells me, Taylor Swift. I was like, yeah. Yeah, it's a once-in-a-lifetime concert. You don't know You don't know about the Aries tour? And so I had to tell him a little bit. So like, the last thing I heard about Taylor Swift, she was singing about Tim McGraw. And I was like... <laughs> that was so long ago. That was when I was in college. So it's been a minute, Dad. 
Um, she, and then, so I had to kind of give a little bit of info. And I was like, just, just type in Taylor's because he does have TikTok. I was like, just type in Taylor Swift on TikTok and just watch your entire world change. So, yes, they love when the announcers give little lyrics when they talk about stuff and mm-hmm. how they showed her on TV all the time. Sunday Night Football is a commercial for it, even though Carrie Underwood sings the Sunday Night Football song. The commercial for Sunday Night Football was Taylor Swift's Welcome to New York. Mm. I mean, that's not accidental. <laughs> yeah, there was a theory going around on TikTok. Oh, tell me. I love theories. About <clears throat> how this isn't even real and that everyone's like fantasizing the relationship just because it's like perfect, right? It's just a perfect, cute little relationship. But they're saying that they're recording a halftime commercial for the Super Bowl and it's going to be Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Like that's the rumor. That's why they're spending so much time together because they're filming. And I'm like, um, maybe, maybe. The thing is, if you think about what we've seen and what we've heard them say, Nobody has called each other boyfriend or girlfriend. Like, us thinking that they're about to be in love and have this wonderful romance is completely what we did. Yeah. Like, the world took this and ran with it. They didn't hold hands. They aren't, like, super affectionate. I think there's one photo that TMZ showed. Like, her arm was around him or something. Mm-hmm. Which I saw <laughs> continuously get compared to the Barbie movie where there's this scene where Ken is, like... Put his head on her shoulder and she's like this. <laughs> it's a side by side. I love gosh. the fifties and the internet. The internet wins every time. Um, but anyway, if it is publicity and whatever, I still am having a good time. I I'm like supporting it. it because it's cute, and there's about to be a whole romance book probably written on the premise of this whole thing. I don't know enough about what you just said, but someone did that already. And within, they wrote a book? Yes. It was on my... I, okay. You know how randomly the algorithm takes you places? hmm I saw this one person post, like, a video. She must be some type of, like, romance writer or something. I don't know her name. I don't know enough about this. But it was, like, in the algorithm. She posts something like, oh, so you want a storyline of Taylor and Travis coming tomorrow or something. So I'm guessing she wrote something real fast. That was probably the mirror image of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then I saw yesterday, like, screenshots in my For You about how her book had got, 36 hours later, her book her book had gotten scrubbed from the internet and was gone. And so then everybody was like, holy shit, that she got a cease and desist. Like, ooh. Yeah, <laughs> That's interesting. I know. So someone tried to write the book, but probably played too close to the chest on, like, maybe Like, maybe or, that person knew stuff about... Oh, I don't, I don't know about that. But, I like, I know you can't write books on real people and pretend, like, it's your own original creation. You'd have to change quite a bit of the storyline. Wow. That's that's deep. That's well, never mind then. It's going to be a, a Lifetime movie, probably. <laughs> yeah, like, a, you got to, well, what is it? You have to have, like, the rights or something. Like, if you're going to take oh, someone's yeah. life and someone's story... And then make money off of it. You have to, you know, pay the dues. Then Travis Kelsey better capitalize on this game and make his own movie and then make his own book for this romance that has the world on fire right now. I think it's so fantastic. I love it. 
But did you watch the documentary, Jason Kelsey's documentary? Mm-mm. Where is uh, it on? It's on Prime on Amazon. Oh, okay. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. Again, Raiders fans. So it's very difficult for me to... To accept. To accept Travis Kelsey and all of that. Man, Jason Kelsey's documentary just made me like him. Sucks. Hmm. He's such a softy. It's so cute. And their Which podcast one? together, Jason. Yes. Their podcast together is just adorable. I love it so much. I, love it so much. <laughs> I try to watch it as much as I possibly can. Um, and I'm just going to be that girl and say, like, his wife and his family, oh, I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just so relatable. It's ridiculous. Um, I don't, just trying to live there. a normal life. Mm-hmm. Oh, their house is like... I'm not going to use the word messy, but like cluttered, like a house is. Like the, mm-hmm. he couldn't find his Super Bowl in. ring. Yeah, he was looking in like the junk drawer for a Super Bowl ring. Hilarious. Um, there's this scene where I think it might have been the first recording of New Heights, and it's in their like Jason does it in their house, and so, oh my gosh, not, I think her name's Kaylee. Oh gosh, I'm not going to get his wife's name correct. She was with the two daughters that they have in the living room, and she's all pregnant in the documentary and is, like, trying to keep them quiet. And I think their ages are, like, three and one, like, very young. Mm. And the older girl is, like, you know, being a kid, not being crazy about her or anything. And she's trying to be like, well, you know, daddy's recording. you got to be kind of quiet. And then she's just saying, she's like, I got to dance. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's amazing. Amazing. The freedom those kiddos have. <clears throat> but we're floating away from our topic just yes, a little I, bit. I do. So well. patriarchy. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about it. What is it? A man's world, I guess. So how does the Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift tie into the, the theme of patriarchy? And, like, what are we missing? Um. I mean, I think it's the same kind of thing when you think about, like, uh, racism in the world. The foundation is whiteness. And when we talk about patriarchy, the foundation is man. And so anything that skews from that is different and the other and wrong. Mm-hmm. And so, like, just what we're talking about, you know, when you talk about how the fact that we'll say, well, she's statistically or according to facts, she has more money or she has, um, you know, she's more famous. Mm-hmm. It's immediate, you know, she's immediately torn down for that. I yeah, saw another that, video because someone, a, you know, a girlfriend was saying, like, she's more famous. And then the guy was like, why? Because 15-year-old girls like her? There's a million 15-year-old boys mm-hmm. that wear Travis Kelsey, t- you know, jerseys too, but we're not, that's not negative. Mm-hmm. Or it's, um, you know, people are making fun of, uh, you know, women and men, but women who dress up in, you know, silver to go to Beyonce concert and men don't get made fun of for wearing jerseys to a football game. You know, fandom is fandom and it just can, it's okay to like what you like. One isn't, it's not cooler because this is a team sport. First of all, you know, just like Beyonce, Taylor Swift, they're incredibly talented and mm-hmm. put on a show basically by themselves. Of course, of course, you know, there's lighting and the crew that has to be in charge of all that. <laughs> and there's, you know, backup dancers. But the reality is that 
they became what they are because they're individually and independently exceptionally talented. Absolutely. And like their <clears throat> Taylor Swift, she, like, if you know anything about her history, she emerged from being tied down to this like publicist or whatever oh. they call, <clears throat> whatever they call manager, whatever they call him. Yeah. And this tour means so much to her. Like the independence, breaking free, rewriting her music, mm-hmm. women's empowerment that we could like, she's sending a message to a lot of the world yeah. and like, she's doing it through her actions and mm-hmm. to be teared down because it's not a man's world is well, kind of, yeah, it's, I don't know a lot about the music industry. It's really complicated. Even when I've tried to like look into it, like who owns the rights to songs, even though she wrote them and sang them someone else owns it it's so weird um but that whole thing is just wild like her her can you imagine you know you record something you you wrote it you thought of it you record it you sing it and someone else owns it it's not yours this is so gross and icky to think Mm -hmm. about um and of course you know more to the face therapy it's mostly men in higher up positions in the music industry and it's you know talented men and women but talented people and their their work is owned by someone else i feel like we could get into this topic so much deeper because like if we looked into the research like who owns a majority of the nfl teams who owns a majority of the nba nba teams white men who owns a lot of these music industries and who are a lot of the people who are doing like um like recording movies and like Hollywood stuff. Same answer. It's going to be the same. I'm going to have the same answer. Um, Side note for that though, speaking of patriarchy, did you see Serena and Venus? First Mm -hmm. two black women to be owners of a football team, Miami Dolphins. Oh my gosh. Honestly, that's news to me. That's That's crazy. a day or two old. I think it's happened this week. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, NFL, to be owners in NFL teams, you're like a part owner, you know, whatever. I don't yeah. Know. But I think it takes like millions and millions of dollars to invest. Um, but yeah, just, it just happened. Amazing, amazing. But again, first two black women. And how many years did it take for them to even have a stake in, you know, women in general to have mm-hmm. a stake in those kind of things? Like, I know that there's one woman who owns um, an NBA team. Mm. And I know that there's one woman who just became an NHL coach and it's Mm. like slowly emerging, but the backlash that these women get for going into a quote unquote man's world is pretty sad. It just shows that there's still a lot of inequality. Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to power and I don't know, ownership. Yeah. I, um, talking to my dad the other day he always loves to talk about glass ceilings and gets all pumped because he's got mostly daughters so he really goes for it but you know and maybe he'll he's listening maybe he's not um (laughs) but sometimes when he gets very like happy and excited i still get like frustrated because um for instance I think it was about a week or two ago, the very first female played in a football uh, college football game, not as a kicker. That was the first time. I think she was 
shoot, I'm not going to remember the position that she played, but it was the first female college player not kicking in a game. And, uh, you know, I saw a bunch of dudes, like, mm-hmm. commenting and saying how amazing, be like, oh, that's so cool, hell yeah. And in my head, when I see that, I think it's great. Like, I love men supporting women in that way. I mm-hmm. put my mind, because I'm just, unfortunately, you know. We've been conditioned to this way. Well, yeah, and then I always think a little further ahead, and I'm thinking, like, is that a performative response? You think it's so cool that that one chick is out mm-hmm. on the field. What happens if half the team is women? Then how are you going to feel? Mm-hmm. What if the- then they're going to start promoting their own women's league again, just kind of like we are right now. Well, yeah, no, but I'm talking about how are men going to respond. They think it's cool that one woman is out on the the college team that's cool but then if like half the players ended up being women would men support it as much or if like more and more women became you know were playing would it be like as cool i would say no because they're gonna like if the team loses the first and easy target is to blame the women on the team or blame the weaker position playing people which in society would be a woman right Mm -hmm. that we're just considered weaker overall But, yeah, no, I remember this thing in high school. I, um, there was a girl that I was friends with Mm -hmm. and she played on our high school football team, the varsity team. She made varsity all four years, but the hate she got for being on the team was just insane. I used to ask my husband this all the time because we went to high school together and he's like, a lot of the people hated the fact that she was on the team. Like she barely got any playing time because all they wanted to do was win. And they thought by having her on the field made them losers. And so that was the tone that they set. So even though she really wanted to play and prove something, which she did to a lot of girls that were there, all the boys on the team and even the coach wanted her to play in like the girls league, which is the one time game for powder puff football instead of being on the actual team, even though she earned her spot and she was a fantastic player. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, to be a female on that team, you have to be twice as good as the worst man, realistically. Um, You know, which is said about a lot of people in this country. But, uh, what, Quarterback Princess, I'm going to uh, plug that movie really fast. I watched it very young. And Mm -hmm. I think it's like Helen Hunt is the star. (laughs) I'm serious. It's an old ass movie, man. I watched it way too young as a little girl, and it probably changed the trajectory of my little feminist mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, quarterback princess. Uh, I think Helen Hunt is the obvious. I'm not going to spoil it for everybody, but she's the quarterback. <laughs> it's a great film, uh, but it really it romanticizes it a little bit. But she had to go through some you know trial and tribulations in the movie, but it's good. Um, you were making me think of something when you were talking about, uh, keep going. I lost my train of thought. Should have wrote it down. Well, oh, no, I got it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Go, go, go. Um, no, just talking about like women and men playing sports because you were saying the weaker and, um, have you ever seen that, uh, I don't know if it's steady, but it's, um, how many men answered, uh, yes to if they believe non-tennis playing men, non-professional sports, is that they believe that they could beat Serena Williams in a tennis match. I I did see some of this. 
Sadly, I, they were. <laughs> they, you, they did not succeed. Where can I pick up that audacity? Because I need it in my life. Like, I feel. I, I watched this TED talk the other day talking about um, uh, little girls or young youth, like men and women, young as youth. And I think it was high school or college. She was teaching a course and it was um, computer code. Mm-hmm. And. Well, during the assignment, you know, the exercise during class. And so she was just talking about how she would go over to the, the men and would be looking it over and would have to, like, show them, um, like, what they did wrong. Because, like, you know, it was a class. We were learning. Obviously, you weren't perfect. Otherwise, you could teach in class. Mm-hmm. So she was going over and seeing, you know, fixing these issues with theirs. That was a trend that she was noticing. Some problems, not crazy. But then when she was going over to multiple women, they had nothing on their screen. And so she would be like, you didn't even try? Like, why didn't you even try? Because that was like at the end of the exercise what they were turning in. And so what the reality was is that they had tried and like they'd erased everything that they had done um, because they thought it wasn't good enough. So rather than turning Uh something that could be like kind of bad or like not very good, they just turned it that thing instead. And I think that talks a lot about what we're supposed to be because computer code and um, that type of thing is like a man's world and rather than be seen as not good they just didn't turn in anything and so she was talking about boys it's okay to fail you know we we growing up as kids it's okay to try and fail Mm -hmm. but as a girl it's especially if you're trying something in a man's world it's not okay to fail you mm-hmm. have to be perfect to be accepted. When men, you can just try. That's a that's a really good concept to ponder over. It actually reminded me of the show I used to watch called Good Trouble. Have you ever seen it? Mm-mm. It's a show on Hulu, and mm-hmm. it's about a lot of the challenges that young adults face. And like, there's different. It follows like different stories from different people, and one of the girls. Two of the girls in the show are like former foster youth that were adopted by their foster moms. So that was one interesting concept about it. But one of the girls goes to school to become an IT person Mm -hmm. and she's doing IT and she goes and like tries to get all these jobs in LA and like no one's giving her the time of day because she's a woman. Mm -hmm. Well, she gets into this company and um, I mean – the end of the whole thing is like not good, but she gets into this company and she, they make her start at the bottom, right? Because that's where everybody starts. But then you start seeing the patriarchy within that because the owner is a white male. Um, And they really emphasize like the sexuality behind it because she ended up falling in love for the bot with the boss. And like that kind of helped her go up the ladder. And like, I think the point behind it was, are women good enough just to be good enough? Are women good enough with their education and their skills and the things that they can bring to the table mm-hmm. without having to use relationship, nepotism, sexuality to get them to where well, they need to go? Yeah, well, right away, not nepotism because that's found fundamentally how white men have been successful for so oh, long. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but yes, it is interesting where nepotism, when we speak about white men being so successful for generations, 
gets kind of like the, well, I earned it. Or that you get to say, I worked my ass off. And I'm not saying you didn't work hard, but I'm saying that you started with something that other people didn't start with. Mm-hmm. But when Privilege. Yeah. And then, but if women utilize, you know, one of the only things that they've been allowed to utilize, which could be relationships or sex, that's wrong. Nepotism's mm-hmm. fine. Gaining, gaining um, promotions or anything through sexuality is wrong. I'm not giving credit to either, (laughs) but I am saying that one is allowed and one's not, even though realistically neither have anything Mm -hmm. to do with how hard you work. And I, like, uh, to the nepotism piece, Mm -hmm. I've experienced that a lot lately. Like, when you look at certain positions and certain jobs and things like that, people will tell you it's about who you know, how you can get connected, and what can help you get there. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, why can't it just be that... The resume speaks for itself. Yeah. Everything that I've done speaks for itself. Yeah. True. I, I have confl- I have a little bit of conflicting feelings. Nepotism, I think, I think specifically is relate- like familial, I believe. Right? Nepotism is like who you know to get to I what you need. I thought it was family specific. Mm-hmm. Like relations. Let's look it up. Google it, girl. But Let's- I'm going to talk it through. But set aside from nepotism, because I think there is something that happens naturally. Like, let's say um, you're a boss and a bunch of people turn in applications and you don't know any of them, but you do know one person and you've worked with them before and Mm -hmm. you think that they're a really good worker. Like, let's say, like, you're ethical, obviously. And you're not just like, oh, they're so fun, but you've seen their work and know what they do. So... The idea, I think, could be, okay, am I going to hire them because I know how they are and I already know that they're good, or am I going to hire a stranger that I'm only reading a piece of paper? So I think it can be complex. That I can get behind. Yeah, I think Because then my work speaks for itself. And you knew how I work, so but yeah, it's about you're going to select work, me. Exactly. But if it's just about, like, oh, I know that, or that's my cousin's boyfriend, or that's my whoever, like, you know them just based off of relationships and you know nothing else, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. So nepotism is the practice among those with power or influence of favoring relatives, friends, or associates, especially by giving them jobs. Oh, I always thought it was family only. Thank it's, you it's for everybody. educating me. It's exactly um, what you said. It's who you know. All about who you know. Yes. I think so, that's a great topic for a different time because we've mm-hmm. got a lot to say on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, to wrap up today's episode, we talked about patriarchy. Yeah. We I talked about go ahead. loving Travis, Kelsey, and Taylor Swift. If they need to give us a plug, you know, for <laughs> concert tickets or football tickets, that's cool. Right. I'm about to make a clinically impressed friendship bracelet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Good topic. Um, there's always way too much to dive into when it comes to the patriarchy, but... Uh, and what I think is great, just a little plug for Taylor at the end, is how her transition, and a lot of people will talk about whether or not it's performative or real, because I think her being a relatable person is long gone. She's a, you know, almost a billionaire, so she's not a normal person anymore. But mm-hmm. uh, her transition as an artist and what she used to sing about versus now what she sings about, I think has really shown a lot of growth. And even how she... Mm-hmm. And of course... For a lot of people, you can't really speak on something or know about something until you experience it. And unfortunately, I think her experience taught her 
oh, even my privilege doesn't take away from the fact that a man can own what I do. And I think that's amazing Mm -hmm. is that she can now be in a place where she's empowering other women, especially, you know, she has the influence over the young, young population. For sure. And it's, I've seen a lot of her commentary and, and like interviews and stuff. And I just think that she's one of the genuine ones out there. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, I think right. even, even my dad made a comment of, uh, oh, yeah, she's the one that sings about all their boyfriends. I was like, yeah, like every man country song ever. Yeah, they sing about their girlfriends, too. Broke my heart, took my dog. We've heard it before. <laughs> and my dad, my dad used to tell me if you listen to it backwards, everything's fine. Oh. The dog comes back and the girl comes back. Love it. <laughs> I, just I love it. It was that's hilarious. Funny. But Okay, so that's a wrap for today. Yeah. And until next time, Clinnies. Practice safe social work. Practice safe social work. Bye. All right. Bye. And that's a wrap for today's topic. If you want to stay in the loop of anything new and exciting happening with this crazy duo, be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Clinically Impressed. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to stay connected, stay hydrated, and always practice safe social work.